We are Two Book Ramblers, a podcast to get you to read beyond the lines. Like Elvis said, the sun's down and the moon's pretty. It's time to ramble about books. Today in Two Book Ramblers, fantastic beasts and where to find them. Magical sidekicks in books. It is often the case that heroes in fantasy stories are in the company of a friend who helps them in their preternatural quest. It is also the case that many times these friends have one or many magical traits. Talking animals or chimeric beings come to mind. Regardless of this being having fur, scales, wing, or all of those, these are the sidekicks our heroes can always count on. The brave, wise, and loyal companions for which no CGI can rival a reader's imagination when it comes to visualizing them. We readers have been meeting these magical sidekicks for a long time, and this episode is dedicated to them and the books that have magically brought them to us. And we're going to start with Pegasus. I got to meet him in the book Mythology by Edith Hamilton, and that's the book I'm going to talk about. Pegasus is the winged horse of Greek mythology, born out of Medusa's blood after Perseus beheaded her. He was coveted by Bellerophon, who was able to tame Pegasus with the aid of a golden bridle, a gift from Athena. It is on top of Pegasus that Bellerophon achieved many of his heroic deeds, one of them being the defeat of the mythical monster Chimera. The story of Bellerophon and Pegasus is one of the many legends covering mythology by Edith Hamilton. The book has become almost a reference for Greek and Norse mythology and the stories which have influenced Western civilization. The cover of the 1998 paperback edition of Mythology, published by Little Brown and Company, features Pegasus. Out of the hundreds of gods, titans, heroes, and mythological creatures of the Greek pantheon, Pegasus was chosen in this edition to be prominently displayed in the cover. That give us the perfect excuse to select it for our cover gallery this week. And one of the most beloved sidekicks in literature is Hedwig from Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rawlings. Right at the beginning of the Harry Potter series, we meet the white owl that would accompany the young magician to Hogwarts, delivering Harry's mail, helping him adjust to his new life, and offering him comfort and protection. Having a snowy owl sidekick, especially one as special as Hedwig, might not be a possibility for us muggles, but there are some items inspired by Hedwig that you can have. If you like to knit, you can get the knitting pattern for a Hedwig made out of yarn from Dot Pebbles Knit, or the pattern from Tiny Owl Knits Pattern for a wonderful shawl which looks like Hedwig in full flight when your arms are wide open. The wonderful pictures and links to both patterns are available in our show notes. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which introduces Hedwig and the whole Harry Potter series, has been recommended in the book The Story Cure as bibliotherapy for older kids who need to wear glasses. The famous young magician, who has a snowy owl as a sidekick, definitely made glasses look cool. In The Golden Compass by Philip Pullman, we meet Pantaleemon as soon as we meet Lyra a girl trying to find her friend Roger in the North Rule by the Witches and Armor Bears. 
Pantaleimon is more than a sidekick. He is the physical manifestation of Lyra's soul. Pantaleimon can shift shape, or at least he can do it until Lyra grows up and then his shape is settled. Since there's still some time until then, Pantaleimon shifts into any shape that benefits Lyra at the moment. Pretty convenient, right? Lyra grows up at Jordan College in a fictional Oxford, and fans can partake of Philip Pullman's Oxford official tour. The tour lasts two hours, and it has been endorsed by the author. It includes visits to Exeter College, Butley's Library, and other locations that have inspired Pullman's books. You can pair the reading of this book with Chocolato. In the book, Roger has been lured with chocolate by Miss Coulter, and the recipe has been recreated by Livestrong.com. An endearing sidekick is Gogu in Wildwood Dancing by Juliette Marillier. This is a retelling of the 12 dancing princesses with elements of many other fairy tales woven in as well. I mean, it is even set in Transylvania around the peaceful Dracoli castle. The castle has a secret portal to the other realm where five princesses go every full moon to dance among magical creatures. One of these princesses is Gina, who goes everywhere accompanied by Gogu, a talking frog. Gogu is faithful and comforting, and there is something else very special about him that we're not going to spoil. If, like Gina, you would like to take a frog friend everywhere, the store Traceless offers you the opportunity to do so by wearing a non-piercing ear cuff in the shape of a frog, just like Gogu. And one of the sidekicks I particularly loved as a kid was Falkor from The NeverEnding Story by Michael Andy. Falkor is truly a fantastical being. He is a log dragon. And this is best described as a cross between a white dragon and a flying dog or camel-like creature. Falkor is Atreus' dignified and optimistic sidekick. Falkor also helped Bastian returns to the human world with a very special cure after Bastian has been literally sucked into the never-ending storybook. Falkor can fly, but his most relevant talent is that he brings incredible good luck. If you can use some good luck and believe Falkor might help, Jules, a store specialized in handmade jewelry inspired by stories, sells a Falkor necklace that might be what you need. And we recently met Parky from The Watchers and the Gifted Ones by Daniela Rushton. This is the first book in a series for young readers that will delight those who love the fantasies we have mentioned so far. The protagonist of the story is Hannah, and her psychic is a winged panther named Parky, who was inspired by a life-size copper sculpture displayed in the author's home. The book also has a very unique feature. It includes a list curated by the author of inspirational listens to accompany some chapters. We had the chance to read this book recently and want to recommend it to you by featuring it in our six-word review section. And here's the review. A girl's ultimate fight for imagination. And in the book Children of Blood and Bone by Tommy Adeyemi, we meet Nyla. Zelia de Bola, the young protagonist of this fantasy YA novel, has a lioner sidekick called Nyla, who Zeli has raised since Nyla was a cub. As you can imagine, the lioner sidekick, who is best described as a horned lioness, 
is extremely protective of Zeli and a great companion as Zeli travels to restore magic to the kingdom of Orisha. The novel is deeply rooted in West African mythology and many Yoruba words, deities, and cultural elements were used for the world building of this debut novel. One of these elements is jollof rice, a staple of West African cuisine. And after reading Children of Blood and Bond, Christina from Recipe and a Read shared the recipe for the jollof rice she made inspired by the book. The relationship between Zeli and her psychic lioner, Nyla, have been celebrated in a book sleeve created by Enchanted Extras by Brie. And the book sleeve can go perfectly with a bookmark inspired by Zeli's headdress as it is described in the book and made by Soul Armor Studios. Pictures and links to the items can be found in our show notes. We have arrived to Book versus Book, where each of us picks a book and you get to decide which one wins. This week, we decided to stay in Narnia, where, let's be honest, magical beasts and fantastic sidekicks abound. My pick is The Voyage of the Down Trader, the third book in the series by C.S. Lewis, and the sidekick I'm going to talk about is Ripichip. One of the most likable magical creatures in Narnia is Ripichip the Mouse. He's not any mouse, he is the chivalrous leader of the talking mice of Narnia. Ripichip might be small, but he has the heart, courage, and honor of a giant. In The Voyage of the Down Trader, he sails alongside Lucy, Edmund, and their cousin Eustace, to the end of the world in search for the seven lost lords of Narnia. From the beginning of the book, Eustace is not a likable character, and Ripichip makes it clear he shares that opinion. But when Eustace becomes a dragon in the aptly named Dragon Island, it is Ripichip who keeps him company during his lonely nights. All magical and non-magical beings sailing aboard the Dawn Trader would have enjoyed the Dawn Trader soup we found at Recipe Howe. The soup could have been a favorite of Eustace and Ripichip, and if you prepare this meal, you can enjoy it with your own sidekick. And my pick is The Horse and His Boy, book number five in the series. In The Horse and His Boy, we get to meet a talking horse, Bree, short for Bree, Heine, Briny, Hoohee, Ha. Bree and a boy named Shasta are heading into Narnia with a very important message regarding the safety of the magical world. At the beginning of their journey, Bree is revealed to be arrogant, but his adventures with the boy erode this arrogance to show us a loyal and humble friend by the time they reach Narnia. In his letters and essays, C.S. Lewis, the author, mentioned several times that his idea of Narnia was inspired by Northern Ireland, especially the area of Rostrevor, overlooking Carlingford Low. It is in this location that the Narnia Trail in Kilbrony Park can be found. On the trail, visitors step through a wardrobe into an interpretation of the magical world, which becomes more magical each year in November during the Narnia Festival. To cast your vote for your favorite between The Voyage of the Down Trader or The Horse and His Boy, you can visit our page, tobookramblers.com, or vote in our Instagram stories. We're going to make a very brief pause, and we'll be back with guesswork. Welcome back. First, the answers to last week's guesswork, and it was Ulysses by James Joyce. For this week, there is a book featuring a dragon psychic named Sapphira. 
The author wrote this book when he was still a teenager and inspired by his own colorblindness, he gave Sapphira blue-tinted vision. Could you guess the title of the book by its first line? Here it is. Wind howled through the night, carrying a scent that would change the world. And here is a small excerpt. Why are you looking for me? Brom shrugged. Simple curiosity. I learned you were in town and wonder if you had remembered the name of that traitor. Traitor. What's he talking about? He stared blankly. His confusion caught the attention of Prom's probing eyes. No, he said, and then amended himself. I'm afraid I still don't remember. Prom sighed gruffly, as if something had been confirmed, and rubbed his eagle nose. Well, then, if you do, come tell me. I am most interested in this traitor who pretends to know so much about dragons. If you think you know it, don't forget to let us know by visiting the guestwork section on our page. And there are three books coming out this week that we were very excited about. The first is The Arsonist City by Hala Alien. The novel tells the story of a Syrian and Lebanese family disseminated throughout the world but the family's roots and ancestral home are in Beirut. And when the patriarch of the family dies and there are intentions of selling the aforementioned house, the family reunites in Beirut in an attempt to prevent the selling of a house that holds their secrets and memories. The second is All the Murmuring Bones by Aegis Ladder. In this gothic fantasy, there is a deal struck with the sea. A child from each generation of the O'Malley's family has to be exchanged for prosperity. But in recent years, the family has not kept their side of the bargain, and a grandmother is decided to reinstate the family's good luck at any expense. And last but not least is The Rose Code by Kate Quinn. This is a fictional account of three women working as code breakers of German military communication during World War II, but the friendship between the three women is torn apart by secrets and betrayals until they are reunited after the war to crack one last dangerous code. We suspect there are a lot more fantastic beasts in the books out there, so please let us know where to find them. If you like our show, subscribe to our newsletter, which will be in your inbox every Wednesday, and it is a fabulous companion to the podcast airing that same day. You can also rate us and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to purchase any of the books covered in our show today, you can visit our TBR Bundles page for a list of titles. Until next time, to as Shakespeare said, I love all, trust a few, do wrong to none. <laughs>